Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hi, today I am in the studio with Jacqueline Vera Iloff, and I'm so excited to have her. I know your heart is going to be touched. We're going to talk about a subject today that affects everybody. I don't think anybody has ever um, not had to get over fear in some time of their life or another. And so today, my guest, she wrote a book on this. And um, Jacqueline, it is so great to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be talking with you today. I want to share with you today a little bit about Jacqueline. She is the senior advisor at Joel Osteen Ministries and Lakewood Church. She's a speaker and author of a book called What If You Could Find Faith in the Face of Fear. And she is also a recurring contributing author to Church Growth Magazine, Lightworkers, Media, and Faithwire. She directs a team that implements marketing and social media strategies, event planning, coordination, logistics, and outreach. You are busy, Jackie. This is amazing. She's also an ordained minister at Lakewood Church, which is the largest congregation in the United States and is ministry media liaison to entertainment leaders. She has worked as a producer or consultant on numerous projects in the entertainment industry, served at the highest level of government, working on economic development, transportation, safety, women, minority issues, and international policy initiatives. Jackie, you have a big plate. <laughs> Thanks. That just makes me old is what it makes me. <laughs> oh, no. We can learn a lot from you today. Finding faith in the face of fear. How does fear turn our victory into defeat? One of the things that we struggle most and we don't really even understand is how fear defeats the word of God in our mouth. So when you say, oh, I'm just so worried about my kids getting through school, you're already setting them up for, for something that isn't going to achieve their highest goals, right? But if you pray over your children, you say, Father God, let the Holy Spirit walk with them today. Let them have the mind of Christ. Let them understand what is being taught to them and that they can absorb it and use it in their lives. It's a whole different paradigm that you've just opened up for their lives. When we talk about our health or we talk about um, you know, the, uh, getting the house that you want or paying the car off or whatever the situations are that in your life that are challenging. Instead of talking defeat, how do you speak the words that God Almighty himself, Jesus Christ, told us to speak? I mean, he told us the power of the word is in our mouth. And if we don't use that word correctly, we defeat ourselves. So I wrote about what that means, what using faith instead of fear does in your life. And there's scripture after scripture after scripture in the Bible that tells us fear not. And yet we do it every day. I mean, we wake up in the morning going, oh, um, and, and we don't take advantage of the fact that God has given us the spirit. You know, here we are in jars of clay, 
but inside we're his, we're spirit, right? We're made in his image. We have the power that he gave us to create the world around us. And it's so funny. One of the things that we're always looking for is what's my purpose in life? Why did it, why was I put here on earth? Well, he tells us very clearly in the Bible, love one another. That's it. That's the mandate. So if we act in faith and love one another, the surroundings that we, we live in will reflect that, right? You, you have to live in the word of God. And the only way to do that is to put it into you. So in the book, I have 21 affirmations and 30 days of devotional to kind of change your mindset. Because when, when you create a habit, the only way to change that habit, according to psychologists, is you replace that habit. So instead of talking fear, you get into the word in the morning and you talk faith and you, you see yourself as successful. And, you know, the athletes do this all the time. They set themselves up to think in terms of winning that prize. Mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get into that winning mindset according to what God has said you should do. It sounds so simple, but it's not. I see everything you've accomplished. I can only imagine, you know, what your day-to-day looks like leading. I think there's a turning point where you realize, and I don't know if for you, I know for me, there was a point where I began to speak that over my life. And I began to um, look at things that were fearful and just say, no, you know, today in Christ, I'm going to overcome this. Or like, you know, one thing that you said that really touched me is not to already defeat yourself in a situation by talking fear, you know, over whatever it is that you're trying to overcome. You know, I'm going to go back in your walk with the Lord. When did that happen? When was that encounter, you know, where Jacqueline realized either maybe you had to get over something fearful or that moment in Christ where he just kind of charged you with knowing that we didn't have to fear, we could put our trust in God. I've always been goal oriented. So even from like after I left college and I went to to Washington, I would always write the goal of my of what I wanted to accomplish that year. And most of the time, I fulfilled at least 90% of what I had put on that sheet. Um, But it wasn't until I became a mom and I was at home with two little kids under five years old and tragically 9-11 happened. And I had been in the workforce, very involved in very high decision-making roles. And now I was at home taking care of two little kids. Well, you know, the, the contrast in that is not to be lost on a lot of working moms and, and, and both in the home and outside. Um, you're isolated. As a, as a mom of small children, you are often very isolated and there's nobody to talk to. I mean, you, you, you talk to moms, but usually what you talk about is uh, the kids and the diapers and the formula and, you know, you just lament. And there's really nobody to talk to about intellectual things, about what's going on in current affairs, especially if, like me, you're, you were really involved in, in things uh, of a high caliber. I always was in business young. I was very active. You know, I love responding. I don't know what it is. You know, I just jump right on it. Um, But I know that as a mother in that season, I felt a little bad sometimes because I thought, oh, gosh, my friends are like, oh, I love being home. And this is my calling. And I thought, gosh, you know, is there something wrong with me? Because I am dying to get back to my office. And it didn't mean that I loved my kids less. It's just how God built me 
and he made me. And so I do remember sometimes my husband walking in the door and I would just unload because I hadn't talked to an adult human uh, that could converse with me. I would often sit in my home office and talk to the Lord and go, you know, what am I supposed to be doing here? Because I have, this is not, I know this is not my calling. This is not what you gave me all of that experience to do. And he would sit there and he'd talk to me and he'd say, it's a season. Just be faithful in this season. There will be a day this will be different. But right now I need you to fulfill the calling of pouring into your children. And that was, that was the hardest season of my life. But it was also the most rewarding because I grew spiritually. I, had, I, I started delving into what is prayer? What does prayer mean? And what does it do when you actually get into a prayerful position? And then 9-11 happened and um, they were talking on the news. They were talking about the, the situation in Iraq and what was happening on the ground. And, you know, the civilians, they were caught in the crossfire. And there was this one little girl who was had been wounded by shrapnel. And the reporter was saying, you know, it's not her wounds that are life-threatening. It's the lack of medical supplies to take care of her wounds that is life-threatening. And she was like six years old. And it struck me. It just pierced my heart. And I prayed out loud, God, please take care of that little girl and her family. Just please take care of her. And as I'm walking out of the room, I hear him say in my spirit, so what are you going to do? Lord, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm here in Houston taking care of two little kids. There's nothing I can do for those people in, in Iraq. He said, yes, you can. I have given you every tool you need to affect that. And I thought, you know, you're right. I know people in Washington. I know people here. I know, I know how to get stuff done. So I started calling my friends. I called uh, a local uh, city councilman and I talked to a, a local doctor and we got uh, the funding for the, the materials. And the doctor put me in touch with an incredible organization called Project Cure out of Colorado. And they put together all of the medical equipment and put it in a shipping container. And we called USAID and we got the port in Kuwait. I mean, this is not a mean feat, but for me, because God opened that door, nothing was impossible. I, mean, I, I totally had to put my trust in him and, and not look at the circumstances because even the ports in Kuwait, I mean, that, that in and of itself is an impossible task. If you look at it for an American girl who is sitting with two little kids, who the heck knows how to reach the port in Kuwait unless you're like in shipping, right? And I got through to them and I talked to them and I told them to expect this shipment and to please expedite it. And everything fell into place. It was the most miraculous thing I have ever seen. That was truly a miracle in my life. And that's when I realized I don't have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid. I just need to speak faith. And as I walked that walk, I learned the most powerful lesson. And I hope I can impart it to other people. Don't feel like you've got to walk through that brick wall. Look, there's a door right there that God is going to open. Wait, knock, and it shall be opened, he says. That's so right. Take, it, take advantage of what he tells you. The Bible is a handbook. All you got to do is use it that way. 
and, and your life will transform in, in ways you haven't even thought about doing. There's a scripture, um, Isaiah 43, one, it says, don't fear for I have redeemed you and I have called you by name, you're mine. Fear is mentioned 80 times in the Bible. So many times we allow fear to just grip us. You know, how does that happen, Jackie? Why does fear stop us from, you know, being used with maybe a great idea like this, like reaching out during a time of hurt in our nation or in our world? Fear is a natural uh, emotion that God has equipped us with to, um, to ward off the two things that would harm us. So um, we're, as a child, you're afraid of falling and afraid of loud noises. Both of those are survival mechanisms. You know, you don't want to fall off the table. You don't want to fall out of bed when you're a baby. <laughs> and noise alerts you to what might be dangerous around you. When you extrapolate those fears into everyday life, it, you start becoming frozen. Well, I, you know, I don't want to speak in front of a large audience because people might not think I'm very smart or, um, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, to paint because I'm not really talented. You know, I, I don't want to approach my boss because they never like it when I talk to them. You know, they, they just want me to do my work and little by little. And, and surely as, as a parent, you know, you're always telling your children, don't run into the street, you know, don't touch the stove. But in our minds, we, tra we start translating that into don't venture out into the world. The world is a scary place. So as you're telling your child, be careful, you also have to be telling your child, venture forth, be an explorer, you know, so that you don't create those locked in mindsets. And one of the things that, that we, we like to do is to play it safe. So fear allows us to play it safe. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. You know, and but there's nothing in playing it safe. There's no benefit in playing it safe. Comforting for us if we play it safe, like we know we're not going to get hurt or fail. Ultimately, you become bored with yourself, and then you start taking it out on yourself. Well, I, I haven't accomplished anything, so it's not really a good coping mechanism, right? Because it's self-defeating. So you want to get out there and do the things that stretch you. Pursue the things you want to do. One of the things. Um, that COVID has done for me is it has re-emerged my creativity. I've been doing a lot of things, but it's not uh, a, an eight-hour day of running in and doing meetings. It's it's sitting in my office a lot at home and where I am now, and uh, and talking to people. And my kids are grown, so it's not like I have to take care of homework and all of that. Right. So I've got extra time on my hands. And the funny thing is, all of my life, I have said, when I get older, when I retire. I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint on the beach. And that's been my goal. <laughs> well, God listens. He truly does. So now I've I decided, well, I'm going to go get some paints and uh, some canvas. And I've been painting. And the thing that comes out of my soul is beaches because that's where I want to be. Why, why be afraid of what you can't do? Sit there and learn, get a book figure out how you're supposed to paint things, the shadows and the lights and all of that and do it for yourself. And if you're good, you know, hooray. And if you're not, well, at least you're learning and you're doing something. So stretch yourself, do things that make you happy because it'll make the people around you happy. So uh, fear is, is a very pernicious, self-defeating emotion 
that really has very little use in our everyday lives. We're not in the jungle fighting off, you know, wildebeest and uh, crocodiles and, and all of that. We're, we're relatively safe, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't want to be flippant. There are people right now in harm's way because of the, the, the situations that they're in, uh, in their neighborhoods or, or what's happening around the world with, with COVID. And, but that's a, that's a, that's a real fear. And that's something that you can speak over. I'm speaking to the regular people in the audience who, who have, you know, the day-to-day lives that you yeah, and I have. Day-to-day. And, and I hear you. So I told my husband the other day, I said, you know, I think I'm going to take up a hobby. And so before, when we first got married, this is a crazy story because if you see me, I am a tall girl. I'm a big girl. Okay. There's nothing petite about this, but I love figure skating. Okay. This is a true story. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for a figure skating class. They're going to think I am nuts, but it's just something I've always wanted to do. So when we first got married, this is a long time ago, um, I ended up doing it because my job is so demanding. Um, I oversee a lot with our ministry here and internationally. And I said, I need something that is so out the box that really would just, um, you know, help me relax, something that would be fun. And it was funny, too, because I hit that ice more times than I can imagine. Um, (laughs) All these little kids, you know, they're like, why is this lady digging figure skating? And, you know, it it didn't last long, but it, it was a little season in my life where I was able to kind of redirect all the heaviness that was in my life and said, you know, I need to do something for myself. But you're right. Too many times, you know, hey, if you are listening to this podcast today, you might be saying, you know, well, I hear that Jackie wrote a book and, you know, I'm, I'm an author. Um, you know, maybe you feel like that is a calling in your life, but you're like, who's going to read that book? Well, if you start defeating yourself verbally, you're right. You're never going to write that book, but you really have to step out. We have been taught too many times, Jacqueline, that, you know, it's not going to work out. You know, people will make fun of you, you know, oh, it's, you know, how is, you know, little old me going to be able to overcome that? And I think that we let those things lock us into this place where we never get to really walk into our full talents that God has given us. Look, not everything is for a professional moment. Sometimes it's just for you. You know, this COVID that is even going around, I tell you, it's, it is devastating, but if we allow fear and you watch it all day long and you're just watching the news all day long, that is going to start affecting you physically, mentally. You're going to be walking around all draggy and people are going to see this on your, on your body and on your face. And I just want to recommend this, you know, get the, get the uh, Fox news app, put it on your phone or whatever news channel you listen to, but don't watch it every minute of the day. I had to turn off uh, notifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to spend, uh, I would have the TV in my uh, master bedroom on, on Fox News all the time. And I would go back and forth to all the television because that's, you know, that's my, that's my avocation. My, my vocation was public relations and, and communication. So I had to stay up on the issues to be able to tell my clients or, or whoever I was working with you know, this is, this is the situation. This is how we can address it and so forth. But about three years ago, I just couldn't take it anymore. I turned off the news and people who know me are like, are you kidding? How, how can you not be watching the news? And I was thinking, because it's, 
it's not healthy. It's, it's just not. not healthy to watch that stuff because the news nowadays is not just reporting the facts. It's about the commentary and the commentary is so divisive. And if that's what you're feeding into your soul, you're not going to be a happy citizen. You're, you're, you're going to walk around believing all of the lies of the media because it's a propaganda machine. And let me tell you, as a public relations professional, what is on there is completely spun. It, there's very few facts anymore in news. It's all trying to sway you to one perspective or the other. Jackie, we've been talking about overcoming fear. And I know that some of our listeners, maybe you're driving down the road today and you say, you know what, I, I'm listening to what you guys have overcome, but I really, fear is a big issue in my life. You know, what would you say, Jacqueline, maybe a story in the Bible or something that's kind of touched your life, something practical that our listeners can apply to grow in their relationship with God as they overcome fear? Read the scripture and understand what God has told you is his path to manifesting faith, okay? If you're talking about fear and your mindset is on fear, you cannot be working on faith. You cannot be speaking faith-filled words. Those two, it's like being um, in a room filled with darkness and you open the door and there's a bright light at the door. That light is going to flood into that darkness. So if you're talking about faith, that faith is going to dispel the fear. You can't you can't live in the same in the same space. Just like light and dark doesn't live in the same space. Yeah, they can't coexist. Right. They they drive the light drives out the darkness. Right. And and like I said, it's all through the Bible. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. If you think about what God says he is and does it's always that spoken word that 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 faith-filled light that shines you know he's a he's a two-edged sword because faith cuts through the muck cuts through all of the stuff that that doesn't serve us and when when he says put on the armor you know the full armor of god read that in the Bible, it gives you very specific ideas about what that armor metaphorically does in your life. It, it shields you, it enables you, it takes care of you, it protects you, it, it enables you to, to ward off and fight off the enemy. He's giving you an outline for life. And it's not difficult if you uh, really meditate on it in the morning or at night and and understand what he's calling you to do. He's calling you to love one another. So if you start from that premise, look, that person at work is just so awful to deal with. Well, you can be really brave and walk into their office and say, excuse me, but what is the problem you have with me? Or you can just pray over it and let God deal with the situation. And you know what? I have prayed people right out <laughs> of my mm, life. I have who to. Were, <laughs> who did not belong there. God bless them. I hope they're really successful in whatever they're doing. Because God is our partner. He has told us, you know, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. He wants to help us. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to be 
prosperous and not just with money, but in our, in our emotions, in our relationships, in our, in our everyday uh, activities. You know, he wants you to be happy. He didn't create you to be downtrodden. Woe is me. Uh, you know, I got to hide under my desk because, you know, the world, I just can't cope today. If that's how you're feeling, then you need to stop what you're doing. Stop wallowing in the darkness and look to God and see what does he say about you? What does he say you need to do? And basically, it's speak faith. That's right. You know, we live in a society today where people just find the scripture of the day and make a quick devotion or you post it on your social media and you think that that's going to cover your situation. I got news for you. We have to read the word. You know, I grew up reading the word, you know, God since a little girl. Um, but I've taken, once you have kids and once you're married and once you have, you know, some difficulties in your business and what you oversee, you, you need that word to come alive. And so I want to encourage you guys listening today to this podcast to take the word and don't just do a quick 60 second read, you know, and then move on because that's like filling up your gas tank for 60 seconds and thinking your car is going to take you the distance. It's not going to happen. That's good. Meditate on the word of God and then ask the Lord to reveal to you, like, well, what does that really mean? And and I want to tell you, go a step before, read the chapter before, you know, what was going on? What was the scenery like? How can that relate to my life today? You know, Jacqueline, you have been so um, just honest with us, you know, as somebody in such high leadership and dealing with such great things, you know, and demand you kind of face problems that all of us face, but you have learned to turn to God in those moments of fear. And so, you know, I want to encourage people listening today to go ahead and get a hold of that book called What If You Could Find Faith in the Face of Fear, because it is really going to impact your life. And I know you're working on a new book right now. Can you give us a little hint of what it's about? You know, the first one is about finding your faith. And the, the new one is about what does God promise once you have that faith? So the working title is Rise to the Occasion, the, the Promises of the Upper Room. So if you recall, you know, God came as Jesus to this earth and he um, gathered up his uh, apostles and disciples and they, they learned all about what it was to be uh, in that anointing. But then he left them. And he, he left them with the Holy Spirit. So that anointing enabled them to do miracles on their own. Uh, and I'm very excited about it because uh, one of the things everybody looks for, like I said earlier, is what is our purpose? Why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing? Well, he says it very clearly, love one another. And if you, if you take that mandate and translate it into everything, all of a sudden, your perspective shifts um, and your priorities shift. And now you can flow in that anointing that he um, imparted to us uh, through the Holy Spirit. You know, those of you that are, are with us on this podcast, I want to just say a prayer over you today. And I want to tell you that fear and faith, they cannot coexist. 
And so, you know what? We're just going to come against this together. If you join me uh, in prayer. So Lord, I just thank you and I praise you today. And Lord, I lift up everybody listening and we just thank you for Jacqueline's life. And we thank you for her testimony today. But Father, we lift up everybody listening who has dealt with fear and we come against that fear and we just speak peace over their mind, Lord God, that we know that all things work together for those that are in you, that are in Christ Jesus, Lord God. So we will not fear. And Father, I just pray that you'll put that language of hope into the mouths and the minds of those that are listening today and that we will not just proclaim, Lord, negativity, but we're going to walk in positivity, Lord God. We're going to walk declaring victory over our lives, Lord Father, that you have already worked it out, that the battle has already been won. And so, Lord, we praise you right now for healing the hearts and the minds of those that have been trapped by fear, that from this day forward, Lord God, we stand with them in agreement that they will be set free. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So um, I know they can follow you on social media and stay up with you. And So if they want to get a hold of my book, uh, What If You Could, it's on Amazon. And, uh, and you can find me on social media uh, either through What If You Could or through Jacqueline Vieira Ilaw. And I just want the audience to know that we're going to put links so that you can get a hold of um, her books there. And we could be looking forward to the new book that's coming out. And remember this, that when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.